Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know man, what are we talking about today? Today we have an episode, a Turkish episode of the European Hoops podcast. Two high-level teams that have been on the top of the EuroLeague during the, the last season. Uh, some that very recently were defending champions. Another team in Fenerbahce that is trying to compete to become a EuroLeague champion and uh, that comes into this season as the team that uh, last year I picked as my early favorite to be a contender a lot has happened ever since but the way that they got eliminated in the playoffs i think that they are a team that is poised to come out into the this edition of the Euro league swinging and looking to fight to contend and to look to be one of the title contenders but let's find out if they will be able to to do that are you ready for this episode Yo? yeah absolutely we we love our rivalries here in Euroleague, so We already had Olympiakos and Panathinaikos, so let's go to Turkey and, and talk about Efes and Fenerbahce, for sure. And uh, that episode was a great one, and this one, for sure, will also be a very, very good one. On the way out for Fenerbahce, we had Kostas Tokumpu, Devin Booker, we had Carson Edwards, players that uh, we already talked about, about some of them that will be playing for another EuroLeague teams. The team will be led by coach Dimitris Itoudis, but it's a team that brought many new names heading to this season, but also kept names that were part of this roster last year, like Nick Kalatis, Wilbekin, Dorsey, uh, Dishon Pierre, Marco Guderich, Nigel Hayes-Davis, and Jonathan Motley. When last year I said that uh, this is a team that is poised to come uh, and to, to f be at least, at the very least, a Final Four contender, I expected them to go out and to be able to add some strong pieces to this team. And you told us about their need to reinforce the, the guard position. Do you think that they did enough and that uh, they will be at that level? I think they did good, but not enough. Uh, I believe Yam yeah. Madar is a very good option for them uh, because uh, I, I think it's a nice mix with Kaladic because Kaladic is more of an older guy and plays slower, uh, a lot of five-on-five half-court offense, a lot of pick-and-roll, and he's not really a threat to shoot the ball. And Yamadar can bring that energy to the team. He can try to speed the games up because they have the, the pieces to do that. And, and unlike Kaladic, he, he is actually a pretty decent shooter. So I believe they did a good job. But is it enough? Uh, I don't know. I How do you feel about your early prediction uh, since we're at it? Well, I feel that the other teams were able to add plenty. So Fenerbahce won't have an easy season, but I do think that they will be up there. I feel comfortable to, with my early prediction, and I think that this is a team that not only uh, was able to add some interesting pieces, but mostly having uh, Scotty Wilbekin healthy, and have another year under Dimitri Zitoudis with this core of players together. It's a team that intrigues me. And let's look to the players that they add. And you already hinted one of them in Madar. 
we had bad news with uh, Howell Naito during the, the World Cup. And unfortunately, he had a pretty serious injury. And there is a chance that he will be missing this season. Another player that uh, this Fenerbahce team was able to add was Arthur Jagars that won't be playing for Fenerbahce this season, but has a clause in his contract uh, that will allow Fenerbahce to call him in at any time if uh, they need him. This is a player that... Uh, Everybody should keep an eye on. He showed great things in the World Cup and he can he certainly is a player that has Euroleague talent. But let's look into the, the players that uh, this uh, Fenerbahce team added. Sestina, Sertak Shanley and Giorgio Papagiannis. How do you think that they will be able to fit? And mostly, what do you think that they will be adding to, to this team? And is Shanley the type of big that can stretch the floor that uh, at times we spoke that this Fenerbahce team could use? Yeah, uh, I believe Shanley was the, the most important uh, signing uh, out of these three uh, because of his ability to stretch the floor. You know, it's not like he's an elite shooter, but he can shoot well enough to, to be able to stretch that floor for when Nicolaitis is playing, but also to to allow um, to allow Jonathan Motley to, to play the four sometimes because he's naturally a four. So I believe Shanley will, will be very important for this Fenerbahce team. And then Papa Giannis, uh, I think he will be able to add defensively, uh, protecting the rim and guarding the paint. And Sestina is a, a versatile forward who, who can play inside and out. He's a very good shooter. And I think he will provide some quality minutes behind Nigel Hayes-Davis and Deshaun Pierre. So I believe this team as a whole is very strong on both sides of the floor. And obviously, Coach Ituris is amazing as well. So they have a chance to, to be a very good EuroLeague team. If Fenerbahce brings continuity heading into this season, and uh, that is one of the reasons why I'm betting on them to be one of the top contenders of this edition of the EuroLeague, a team that uh, had some big changes uh, were the former champions of the EuroLeague, uh, FS, that bring a new head coach in Erdan Khan with Ataman leaving and joining Paratinaikos. And other players that uh, left the team were Mabai, Danson, Singleton, and more importantly, Vasily Misic, their MVP can contender. They were able to keep Will Clyburn, that for us was the best player of the early last season, and they kept a strong core of players of Chain Larkin, Rodrigue Babois, Elijah Bryant, Zizic, and Plies. And to this uh, core of players, they added some high-level players. And we start with Darius Thompson, that was one of the positive surprises of last edition of the EuroLeague. Will Darius Thompson be a big enough replacement to Vasily Misic on the, this edition for this FS team? And uh, also, uh, let's mention uh, Holotz that uh, comes and joins the this FS team. It's one, another player that they signed during this offseason and that show, gave very good signs of his abilities during the, the World Cup. Are these two players good enough replacements for Misic? Uh, I believe Misic is a better player. Then Darius Thompson, but I think in terms of fit, uh, I think Darius Thompson can fit better with Shane Larkin and Will Clyburn. And what I mean by this is, uh, it's not like Misic couldn't pass, but he would look to score the ball a lot, and the ball would stuck it with him a lot of the times because Adaman would have him running pick and rolls for basically every possession. So I believe Misic can pass, but I think Darius Thompson uh, is a more willing passer, and considering that the coach 
is not adamant anymore. Uh, I believe they will run kind of a different uh, play style. And, and I think Darius Thompson will fit better with Shane Larkin and Will Clyburn. Uh, as far as Olatz, uh, I think he's a very interesting guard. And like you said, he, he showed his quality during the World Cup. I think he might be able to provide him some quality minutes off the bench. But obviously, they are stacked at the guard position. So I don't know if the consistent play time will be there. But if it is, I think he is very capable of helping them uh, during this season. So I think these two guys will be able to to replace what Misic was able to, to bring to them. Because uh, Misic would score more. But I think these guys will, will help Shane and Will Clyburn score the ball a lot more easier. So I think they're going to be... They, they might be better with Darius Thompson than they were with Misic. I couldn't agree more with that. I think that uh, this team, yeah. this backcourt is better now. And it's always a tricky thing to say when an MVP is leaving a team. It's not They were very good with him. And certainly they would love to have Misic on this team. I just think that uh, Darius Thompson and even Hollots, they with uh, Bobois on the mix, they become such a good defensive uh, backcourt and if Larkin can play at his peak and be uh, such a high-level offensive contributor as we have seen him being in the past with players like Elijah Bryant as well that can play both sides of the court, I think we will see a different FS and this will allow them to maximize the the roster that they have. I think it's a better constructed roster, uh, we can call it like that, with yeah. pieces fitting very well together because... Uh, you have Larkin, Bobois, you have Bryant, you have Clyburn, you have Holtz, you have Darius Thompson. You have several players that can contribute, that can play. And uh, you can play bigger, you can play smaller, and you will never drop in terms of quality. And another player that comes in and uh, that fits right in into what they need in a position that at times they could have used uh, another option. Uh, they they were looking, they were needing another player that could contribute to this position is Derek Willis. Do you think that Derek Willis will be big for this IFS team during this season? I think he's going to be very good. And like you said, it's a position that they didn't really figure out uh, for during the last season. Uh, at times, maybe we thought the answer would be Will Clyburn playing the four, but it didn't really work out last season. And not only about Will Clyburn playing the four, just the whole season in general for Evans yeah, didn't really work let out. Me, let me interrupt you. It was, it wasn't the problem. Wasn't Clyburn playing the four? Yeah, yeah not at all. They not needed him in, in other positions as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Willis can be that that guy at the forward spot. Uh, at the power forward, uh, he's a, a versatile player. He's a, he has very good shooting splits for his career, and I think he can help Efesh win games. Uh, he can stretch the floor as a four, and I think that will be very helpful when you have guys like Shane Larkin and Darius Thompson who who drive a lot, and Will Clyburn who plays a lot in the post. So uh, I think defenses will kind of be a bit closed. Uh, they're they're going to try to close the paint. So having a guy who can stretch the floor like Willis will be very important for this team. I'm very excited about this FS team, I have to be honest, because it was a team that was up there and had such a hard season last year. And it's not only that I think that they will bounce back, it's that um, they are restructuring themselves. They're bringing in a new coach and a coach that proven himself of being a high-level coach and a very, very, very good coach last season. 
and they bring in some exciting players. And the last player that we will be talking today that they brought heading to the season is Ty Jones, uh, a big man that uh, will bring energy and uh, incredible physicality and leaping ability. How good do you think that uh, Jones can be at the early level? I think he can be very good. And I think one thing that will help him a lot is the the relationship already that he has with the coach because obviously last season with Turk Telecom, they were together. So I think there's going to be a continuity there. Uh, Ty Jones is a beast in the paint. He had an amazing season last year and I, I think he deserves this year league opportunity. He will bring physicality, like you said, uh, rebounding and inside scoring. So I think he's going to be very good. Uh, FH has kind of lacked a, a, a center that would give them something offensively. And I believe Ty Jones can do that even if it's just feeding off of the ability uh, of Darius Thompson and Shane to drive and, and give it to him in the paint, I think he's going to be just fine and I think he's going to thrive in this EuroLeague opportunity. I'm calling it you. I think that Efes will be back and they will be competing at a very high level. And before I give you the chance to tell me if you agree or disagree with me, I think that their offseason was very good. I think uh, I believe on Ken being a, a good EuroLeague coach. And I'm very excited about how they can make this team fit. They have more in the front court with uh, Jones, and then they kept Plies and Zizic that are proven, proven assets at the EuroLeague level. Willis was for me a piece that they were really lacking last season and will be able to contribute for this, uh, this FS team. And then the continuity of this core of players of Clyburn, of Bryant and Larkin with players like Bobois on the mix. And then when you add to this uh, Darius Thompson, you add all it. I just think that they push the right buttons during this uh, offseason. And I don't have them as favorites to win this edition of the League, but I have them as a team that uh, will come from a very hard season where they had a lot of pressure and they weren't able to perform at the level that they had to. And with the right pieces being added to it, I have them as a team that uh, will be one of the more entertaining teams to watch, but not only in the sense that they have the potential to play good basketball. I think that they will be able to compete with uh, the the top teams of this uh, EuroLeague. Where do you stand on their chances heading into this uh, EuroLeague season? I agree with you. Uh, I think they're going to be very entertaining. I think they will have a bounce back season, but that doesn't mean they will be contenders. That doesn't mean they will make the playoffs. Uh, I think they can do it. But it's so much talent all around. There is a chance they might miss it, just like there is a chance other great teams might miss it because there are a lot of great teams. I think they will be one of the most entertaining teams to watch. I think they will be very good. I believe they will be in the playoff fight. And I think, like you said, they can be competitive with the top teams. I, I honestly believe that. And they still have the best player in EuroLeague, in my eyes, in Will Clyburn. So hopefully this year they know how to use him. And they will be much better if they do that. So I believe this FH team will be very good. And I'm looking forward to see what they do. I know this is not a popular take, but uh, we are not trying to be popular. We're trying to give good insights and uh, good breakdowns, good basketball breakdowns in this podcast. I think that the addition of the playing tournament will be great because I understand uh, the, the pros of having the top eight teams moving into the, the next stage. I'm okay with that. 
but just imagine the high quality of those games and how competitive it will be to have a play in an environment as is the EuroLeague that is always so extremely competitive where you will have the teams that are playing for those spots going against each other. Are you a fan of it as I am? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the next step for EuroLeague is to have a 16-team playoff. And I think that would be even better because there, <laughs> we there are that. so many great teams. Yeah, yeah of course. No, but uh, in all seriousness, I think the play-in is a great idea. Uh, I think it brings even more competition competition to, to EuroLeague, which is already one of the most competitive leagues in the world. So I think it's a, it's a positive thing for, for the competition. And I think... Those playing games with the type of crowds we have in EuroLeague, I think are going to be amazing and the crowds will be on fire. So I believe it's going to be great. And I think it, yeah, literally, honestly, <laughs> especially if, if a game is like in, in Red Star's house or Partizan, I think that will be awesome. So yeah, I think it's obviously a, a positive thing for EuroLeague and I'm a, I'm a big fan of that for sure. Why Euroleague has some of the best basketball in the world is because of how competitive it is and how hard fought uh, the games can be, while at the same time having an insanely high level of basketball execution, players, coaching, and then the most amazing fans, uh, bases of basketball across the, the whole planet. And uh, those things are just uh, enhanced when we, we get to a playing play environment and uh, to, um, to a playing competition to fight to be on the, the playoffs. And as we know, um, it is very important to be a top seed. And usually those have a very good chance to make it to the, into the final four because having that home court advantage in a five-game playoff series is uh, it's very, very beneficial for, for anyone, and especially uh, in the EuroLeague. But I won't let you go get away of it in this episode and i have a very hard question for you i'm sure you are prepared for but uh, i need to give it to you and who is the the best five of this fs team who is the five that you would like to see on the court and who does that five include that's a tough question because it goes back to to the to the doubt do you play clyburn at the three or the four uh, he is a three, uh, of course, but uh, for the lineup they have, I think I would go with him at the four because I just think you have to play Darius Thompson, Shane Larkin, and I think Elijah Bryant brings so many great things to this to this team uh, that I really think he needs to be on the floor. So I would put him at the three and Clyburn at the four with Ty Jones at the five. What so about you? I have a very similar approach to it, and I think it's very similarly. I think that Elijah Bryant needs to be there. I just wonder if there will be some matchups. And uh, I think you need to have Larkin in there as well, especially now that Misic is gone. I just wonder if... Uh, because they have some flexibility. They can go with uh, bigger bodies that can perform in Darius Thompson, Elijah Bryant and Clyburn at 1, 2 and 3. But that we are leaving Larkin outside of that 5. And at the same time, I think the centers can be somewhat interchangeable. Just the, the lineup of uh, Ty Jones, uh, Will Clyburn, Bryant, 
and uh, Darius Thompson with likely Larkin in it. It's just uh, the ability for the team to perform the physicality, the size, the ability to defend and to play both sides of the court for make makes that one of my... I wouldn't call it favorite fives, but one of the fives that uh, I'm more excited to watch during the, this edition of the early because I think we will have many highlights and we also have... Um, a five that can close games and uh, can be one of the strongest five of the, the EuroLeague. And we keep saying this episode after episode. And when we compare with other teams, uh, the, the level of talent is just insanely high. But I think that IFAS will be a very competitive team. And uh, I think this will be a bounce back season for them, even if I might not be favoring them to win it all or even to be a lock for the, the final four. But that's because the level of the EuroLeague is that high and we have that many teams that uh, are competing and have legit aspirations to fight at the very least for a, for a Final Four. This takes us to the end of another European Hoops podcast episode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Ito's Euroleague and I will be talking with you guys soon. Bye guys. See you on next episode.